0: Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. His heart pounded. His mind raced. Had he entered some chamber of horrors? Some torturous dungeon filled with vile instruments of misery? Not quite, for there were no medieval devices here to greet him, no spiked iron maiden of lore. Only a sickening fluorescent glow and those cold, sterile smiles. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight we've made a special appointment for you. One you won't forget. From the Canadian horror classic Nightfall. Our play was written by Bill Gray and is called The Dentist.
1: All right, there you are, Mr. Rogers. The Dentist will be in in a minute. He's just finishing up in the other room. (laughs) Y- yeah Then <laughs> don't be so nervous. <laughs> Dr. Stewart is very good. You won't feel a thing. He's the most popular dentist in town for a reason, you know. <laughs> yeah, and the cheapest. I hope that doesn't mean he's gonna-
2: Well now, Rogers, isn't it? George Rogers? Let's see. Ah yes, the fourth cuspid. That's quite a cavity you've got yourself there. Right along the edge of the tooth. Been a little lax at the flossing? <sighs>
1: Well, it's. It's, um. Uh, I always seem to forget, but. But I did try. Uh, my last dentist. Don't you
2: worry about it. I'll be able to fix this up in no time. Have you had gas before? Oh,
1: yeah. Um. <laughs> this seems silly, I guess, but. I don't want you to do it without it.
2: Oh, fine, fine. No problem. I prefer using it. All right, Mr. Rogers. Just let me get this over your nose. Aren't you going to deaden the. Oh, that won't be necessary. Hey. Uh. Wait a minute, what's
0: what's happening? This doesn't feel like the gas I've I've had before. What are you, what are you?
2: That's it, Mr. Rogers, that's it. You wouldn't want to be awake for this anyway. Donna, is everything set up? This one's ready.
3: Pass me the toothpaste,
0: hon. Uh, sure. Here. You know, when I finish school, we'll live in a house with four bathrooms, all big. Mark of a successful lawyer is how many bathrooms you have.
3: I think a mansion is still a few years away.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll climb that corporate ladder like a grease cat with a malamute on his tail.
3: Fine, but right now I need to get finished here, or I'll be late for my first day on this new job, and you'll run risk of starvation before graduation. It's
0: only 6 o'clock in the morning. What time do you start?
3: I told you 7.30, but I want to be early on the first day and case the joint. Being a dental assistant isn't all fun and games. They all have their quirks and office politics. Excuse me. Mm, Yep. This guy, Stuart, seems pretty decent, though. A real no-nonsense operation from what I could tell at the interview, but friendly.
0: Wow. (laughs) Still don't see why he's got to rise with the roosters.
3: Keeps up his volume. I guess that's how he keeps the rates
4: so low. Good morning, Dr. Stewart's office. Yes, just a moment, please. Let's see now. Tuesday the 5th? Yes, he has an opening at 5. All right, that's Mr. Simonak. We'll put you down for 5 on Tuesday then. Pardon? Oh, yes, that's correct. Dr. Stewart is a big believer in inexpensive dental care. Okay, fine.
1: Goodbye. Oh, there, she's off the phone, finally. Oh, this is Evelyn, our receptionist, front office gal, Dr. Stewart's right hand, you name it. Uh Uh-huh. Evelyn, this is Sandra, the new DA.
4: Oh, pleased to meet you, Sandra. Nice to meet you, too. I'm sure you'll enjoy working here, Sandra. Alan, uh... Dr. Stewart, he runs a close unit, like a family. I'm sure you'll fit in just fine. And if you need anything at all, just let me know, and I'll be glad to help you out. Oh, excuse me. Duty calls. Dr. Stewart's office, yes? Uh Uh-huh, sure.
1: Evelyn's the greatest. This place couldn't run without her.
4: She seems very nice.
1: Oh, definitely. She's been with Dr. Stewart for years. Really keeps the place on track. Now, let's go to the doctor's office and you can meet your new boss again.
2: There. That takes care of the tooth. As far as this little lady will know, she's had a filling and that's the end of it. The rest? Well, it's virtually untraceable.
1: As usual, you're very talented, Alan, in more ways than one.
2: You're very flattering, my dear. All right, I'll put this in the safe and you can get this equipment out of here. Can't have our new girl seeing any of this, not yet, anyway.
1: You think she'll work out?
2: Promising. From the interview, she seemed clever enough and ambitious.
1: And quite pretty.
2: Don't worry, my love, your position is secure.
1: I hope she's more understanding than the last
2: one. Yeah, so do I. That was... Unfortunate
4: Fine then, Mr. Rogers. We'll see you in a few days.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. All uh, right. When do I uh yeah,
1: you know, come back again? Evelyn,
3: I wonder if you could tell me what the situation is with oh oh, excuse me.
0: Uh W- when do I, uh, come back?
4: I told you, Mr. Rogers, in a few days. I'll call you and remind you.
1: Oh. I see. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Fine.
3: Wow.
4: What's with him? Uh, him? <laughs> oh, Nothing. Nothing. He just has an adverse reaction to the gas, but he won't have any work done unless we give it to him. Will he be all right? He just sounds a little groggy is all. Nothing wrong with him. You wanted something? Oh,
3: yes. Um, there's a McQueen, uh, Denise McQueen, in with Donna and Dr. Stewart in the yellow room right now. I can't seem to locate her file.
4: What do you want with her file?
3: Well, I've been here a week now and I seem to have the routine pretty well worked out, so I thought I would familiarize myself with some of the patient's files.
4: I don't think you need to concern yourself with all of the patients. But I figured it might be a... I think you'd do well to keep busy with those you're assigned. But where I worked before... Well, you work here now, and we have our own ways of doing things. You will have your patients, and Donna will have hers.
3: Yes, but why would a patient's file be missing?
4: The files are in the room with the patient.
3: Sure, the hard copy, but I can't seem to find her in the system. She should be in the computer.
4: Miss Logan, it's none of your concern, but... uh, But... Dr. Stewart has taken on some special patients. People who can't afford a deductible. People with no dental coverage. But all the same people who need work done, you see. So he pretends they've never been here. He keeps no record of them. But how would he know what work still needed to be done? He... uh, Dr. Stewart has an excellent memory, I suppose. I... I don't know. I don't feel it's my place to question his methods. Nor yours.
3: I'm sorry. I was just curious. I... I didn't mean to
4: pry. Well, don't worry. There's always a simple explanation for things. Alan simply doesn't care to broadcast his charitable acts. Well, sure. I certainly I'm wouldn't. sure you'll fit in here fine, Sandra, once you get the hang of how things work. Yeah, of course.
3: So I better get back to work. <clears throat> Who's next?
4: Let's see. Mm. Don Caster. He's out in the waiting room now. Fine.
3: I'll take him in.
4: Good. See you later. Yeah. Dr. Stewart?
2: Yes? Are you... I'm alone. The patient has gone.
4: Alan, you're going to have to watch out for this new girl. She's already asking some tricky questions.
2: What do you mean?
4: She's been snooping around the files. Alan, you're going to have to do something about her, one way or another, and soon.
0: So, more wine?
3: No, thanks, Jeremy, no.
0: Well, I suppose I'll take it upon myself to drain the dregs of this noble bottle. Well? Hmm? Well what?
3: Well... What do you think about what I told you about the office?
0: Hmm, I don't know, Sam. Doesn't seem to be any problem I can make out unless you, you just don't believe what you were told.
3: I'm not sure I do. There's something funny, Jeremy. I know there is. Whoever <sighs> heard of a dentist not keeping files? I mean,
0: yeah, You said he was a friendly sort.
3: I know, but... Well, what about that spaced out guy, Rogers? He was really out of it.
0: Yeah, maybe he was stoned on then
3: something. Then why did Evelyn try to cover it up? She would know people don't come out of gas that way.
0: I don't know, Sam. I'm going to be a lawyer, not a detective. Maybe your Dr. Stewart uses a different kind of gas, something you're not familiar with. Maybe the guy was sick. What are you getting at?
3: I think something's going on over there. I don't know what, but something isn't right. The second day I was there, last Tuesday, I overheard something that didn't seem to make any sense at the time, but now... I wonder.
0: <laughs> Sandra Slade, dental detective. Send us your enamel scrapings and we'll- Jeremy,
3: will you lay <laughs> off? I'm serious.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, what new evidence does your eavesdropping bring to light?
3: I wasn't eavesdropping, Jeremy. That was accidental. Anyway, Stuart had been with this patient for quite a while that morning. I remember because we got really backed up. I was in the waiting room talking with one of the other patients when I saw the woman leaving. So I went to reception to see if it was okay to bring in the next patient. The door was open a bit, but before I could walk in, I heard Stuart and Donna talking with Evelyn. Stuart said they could use that one only one more time. Hmm. Something about how they better not go any further with her. She'd never last. And then Donna said she wanted to remind them both not to allow me to see this patient when she returned the next week. Uh.
0: What do you mean? The part about using her?
3: Well, I don't know. At the time I thought I had misunderstood, but now I'm not so sure. You see, when I saw that woman leave, she looked really strange. Sort of a dead look in her eyes. I didn't think much of it at the time, but she looked just like that Rogers guy.
0: There's a lot of space cadets out there, Sam.
3: Then I did a Google search on Dr. Stewart. He's been practicing for over 40 years. been all over the place. All over Canada, the US. I mean, why does he move so much?
0: You know, sometimes things can can fall into place when you really want them to.
3: No. No. There's something going on.
0: So why don't you confront them with all this? Match clues and see who comes up with the strangest story.
3: Jeremy, I do have a plan. I get the feeling a lot of files aren't where they should be. More welfare cases, I guess, so... Remember that filling you're supposed to have redone and should have taken care of a year ago?
0: Oh, no, no, my little confection. Solve your own mysteries.
3: Jeremy, if you don't have it done soon, you'll
0: lose the tooth. Well, it'll just cuten up my boy's features. San, I hate dentists. You know this. All I can handle is one dental assistant. Speaking of which, uh... Why don't we forget all this nonsense and retire to the boudoir? Uh, We have other mysteries we can work on. Hmm?
3: This is not nonsense. I wanna get to the bottom of this and you're going to help me. Innocent people might be getting hurt.
0: I don't see what I can do. I know beans about dentistry.
3: It doesn't matter. All we have to do is get you in there and walking around. They don't know I'm married.
0: Hmm. I embarrass you, apparently.
3: I didn't feel my marital status was relevant. They think I'm single and unattached.
0: Maybe the good dentist is putting the moves on you, and in your own sweet, naive way. For
3: God's sake! Oh, we could drum up a story and get you in as one of the charity cases.
0: Seriously, Sandra, uh, drills and clamps, and things in my mouth are just not my idea of a good time. I'll make sure I assist, that way you'll be safe.
3: What if we don't find out anything? Well, you'll save your tooth and I'll have to come up with a new plan.
0: And if I don't agree?
3: That'll be two mysteries we won't work on.
2: Well, there's no doubt about it, Mr. Jones. That filling must be replaced. I'll take care of it right away, if you'd like. Save you coming back? Um, sure. Fine. Now, if you'll just excuse me for a moment, I'll be right back. Oh, Sandra, can you get things ready? Yes, Doctor. Well, Jeremy? Well, what? Seems
3: creepy around here, doesn't it?
0: Oh, oh yeah. You mean because the doctor has a humpback and stitches around his neck? Jeremy... Come on, Sandra. He seems like a really nice guy. It's all an act. Come on.
3: Just before I brought you in, I saw Donna and Stuart whispering to each other, and when they saw me, they stopped.
0: Oh, for God's sake. What What are you expecting? A boogeyman with a drill? Just what is it you you think's going to happen here?
3: I don't know for sure.
0: I'm the one who should be worried. I'm terrified of Dennis. You know that. You won't believe the things that go through my mind when I even look at some of those shiny things you have flinging around there.
3: Jeremy, I think he's conducting some kind of experiment on some of the patients.
0: Well then, let him go ahead. I feel more relaxed than I ever have on a visit to the dentist. Seems like a good experiment to me.
2: You don't understand. There have been a lot of people who- So, how are we doing? Everything ready, Sandra? Are you all set, Jeremy? Everything's ready to go, Doctor. Jeremy, would you like some gas to make it all go a little easier?
0: Well, I uh, i suppose. Although I, I feel less tense than normal, I must say.
3: He doesn't need any
2: gas. Well, a little won't hurt. Take the mind off things. I
3: talked to him. He really doesn't need it. I,
2: I don't mind. No. Sandra, what's the matter? I don't want you to give him... It's alright. There's no... Please don't do it! Sandra, if you don't mind... <gasps> What? What was that? I don't know. My hands are full. Go and see what's happening, for God's sake. Oh,
3: it startled me. I I just...
2: Go and see if everyone's all right.
3: Of course. All right. It sounded like glass or something. I'll be right back.
2: Now, Mr. Jones, you just take another good whiff of this.
0: Hey, wait a minute.
2: Good. Very good. Now I guess we might as well get the cavity out of the way before we get down to some... Real business.
4: Oh my goodness, my goodness. Evelyn? Oh, Evelyn? What happened? Are you alright? Yes, yes, I'm alright. I've scared myself to death though. I was working on the bookkeeping and just got lost in what I was doing and, I don't know, somehow managed to knock this vase onto the floor. <laughs> gave myself a fright.
1: Everything okay here? Oh. What happened? Well... Uh... Oh, some broken glass. Let's see. You go finish helping with Evelyn, Sandra. I'm free. I'll go take over with the Jones man.
4: No, wait! Don't! I'll do that. You just... I mean, I don't... No, if you'll just give me a hand here. Lord, it went everywhere. Wait can't have broken glass all over for people to step on, can we?
3: You don't understand. Mr. Jones shouldn't have gas.
4: I need I to see if I am sorry to have frightened everyone. I've always been like that. <laughs> Completely go to pieces when I'm startled. Seems silly, but when I'm preoccupied... Here, you take these pieces out to the garbage chute, and I'll make sure we don't have any little chips spread about.
0: Hello?
3: Jeremy? Oh, thank God. Are you alright? Yes. Well? Yes. But what happened, for Christ's sake? Happened. At the
0: dentist. Oh yeah, nothing. What do you mean, nothing? Are you alright? I told you, I'm fine. Doctor fixed my tooth. Gotta to go back next week for some more work. He found some other cavities. He's he's doing it for free. <laughs>
2: guess it looked like a real charity case. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's great. But what happened when Donna came in? They let me out, you know, and slipped you through the door while I was busy. What happened?
0: Sandra, you're being paranoid. There's no nutty conspiracy. Dr. Stewart fixed my cavity, that's all. He's he's an excellent dentist.
3: God, Jeremy, oh, you could be so infuriating. I know something's not right around here. I know that.
0: I think you're wrong. Look, forget about your mystery, Sandra. Follow it away under urban myths and legends. It's, it's not real.
3: Well, I'm still not sure about... Oh, I gotta go. Evelyn's coming back from lunch. See you tonight. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, hello, Sandra. Have a nice lunch?
4: Oh, excellent. Dr. Stewart always picks out a nice spot when he takes me for lunch. The guardrail down on West 4th. Do you know it? No, I don't think so. Very good, if a little pricey. I had a lovely shrimp and artichoke salad. Sounds nice. Well, I guess I better get back to it. Oh, Sandra, the doctor would like to see you for a moment in his office.
3: Um,
4: okay.
2: Yes? Come in.
3: Evelyn said you wanted to see me?
2: Yes, come in, come in. Have you spoken with your acquaintance, Mr. Jones?
3: I barely know him, really. He's someone that I just ran into at a party.
2: Well, he'll be back in. Needed a little more work done.
3: Oh, good. Good.
2: You seem to be taking quite an interest in our little operation, Sandra. Evelyn and Donna tell me you're quite the busy one. No detail too small and all that.
3: Um, as I said in my interview, I don't like to waste time.
2: (laughs) Well, you certainly haven't been. You probably know more about what goes on around here than I do.
3: I was only trying to be a... I didn't mean to upset anyone.
2: Upset? Oh, you haven't upset anyone. Much the opposite. But I must make a confession, Sandra. We've been watching you. Closely, I might say.
3: I was afraid of that.
2: Well, what did you expect? We have to be sure, and I must say... My first impressions were correct.
3: Your what?
2: I think you'll fit into this organization extremely well, and as a vote of confidence from us all, I'd like to increase your salary by 30% if you have no objections.
3: (laughs) Oh, my. 30%? Why, no, of course, that's... <laughs>
2: now, it won't all be gravy. You'll have to work for it. I'd like for you to take on some more of the business around here. Learn all the nooks and crannies. Evelyn's going to need a little bit of help, and Donna takes her holiday soon. I'd like for you to take on her patience for a while as well. <laughs> so, you think you can handle it? Yes, of course. I've asked Evelyn to leave me some time Monday morning. The three of us can go through the filing system. Fill in any gaps you may have in the daily operation, all right?
3: Yes, that's fine. Dr. Stewart? Yes? I'm just really grateful for the opportunity, and I'm sorry if I've seemed a little too curious.
2: Oh, not at all. You've shown an encouraging ambition. I like that. You'll be a valuable member of the team. Thank you. Oh, and Sandra, everyone here gets free dental care, of course. I've asked Evelyn to schedule you for a checkup before our meeting on Monday. We must present a good impression to our patients, mustn't we?
3: Yes, of course. Monday, then. Right. Monday.
2: Mm. Everything's fine except for that one filling. Get that redone and you'll have a mouthful of beautiful choppers.
3: Mm. I had that one done the last place I went. <clears throat>
2: just one of those things. Cavities started up under it.
1: Good morning, everyone.
2: Oh, Donna, you're early. Say, would you mind assisting? Sandra needs a replacement. May as well get it over with right now. Okay with you, Sandra?
1: Sure. Why not? Give me a second and I'll be ready.
2: And make sure the gas is hooked up, Donna. No point in making Sandra uncomfortable.
3: Oh, I uh don't really like gas. You see, oh, I... Oh,
2: we'll just give you a quick dose to relax you. All right. Before we start, though, Sandra, I have a question, curiosity you might be able to help me with. Yes? That Mr. Jones you brought in on Thursday, the student who couldn't afford to pay, how well do you know him?
3: Um, not well at all. Uh, we met at a party.
2: Well, you know, that's very interesting, Sandra. You see, you called him Mr. Jones, but he told me his name was Logan, Jeremy Logan. He did. Now, why do you suppose he said that? I... I don't know. He said he was a law student and he was married.
3: Well, as I said, I don't really know him.
2: That's interesting, too, Mrs. Logan. You see, he said that you were his wife.
3: Well, I... I'm sorry, Doctor. Well, here's what happened. I thought something funny was... I was trying to find out... Trying to
2: find out what? Jeremy said you thought we were experimenting.
3: Well, sometimes I just... I have this crazy imagination. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really am.
2: Oh, no need to apologize, Mrs. Logan. No need. In fact, you're quite right. I was? Indeed, we are carrying on experiments, and I think you'll be most valuable in assisting us.
3: Ready when you are, Alan. Now, wait a minute.
2: You can bring in the machine now, Donna.
3: I didn't mean any harm, you know? I was just trying oh, to... Oh, no
2: harm done, Sandra. We'll carry right along, and now we'll have you to help us up our productivity. No!
3: No, let's not do anything. No...
2: You'll be a big help.
3: Look, I don't know what you're up to, and I, I don't want to. Okay?
2: You will need a little practice, of course. You see, what we're up to is quite simple, really. This machine here looks rather complicated, and is extremely, so I'm told. But operating it is quite easy. Just a matter of practice. What is that? It doesn't have a name, as far as I know. It's made available to me from some colleagues out west. A one of only three in existence, apparently. Anyway, they supply the machine. I provide the service.
3: I, I don't want to know about
4: any of this.
2: It operates on some sort of laser principle. Drills a hole up through the roof of the mouth into the brain.
4: Oh.
2: Then this little mechanism here drains off some fluids from various parts of the brain.
3: Oh, my God. What do you do with- The
2: result goes into these vials and is sent off to my colleagues. That's where the experimenting comes in. We find these fluids create a serum which can extend life and increase intelligence. In return, we get a lot of money and regular treatments in Honolulu.
3: You're crazy!
2: Oh, not at all. The whole system works quite well, except for the patients, of course. The process tends to destroy brain cells, leaves them lacking in emotion, and, shall we say, somewhat simpler than we started.
4: Someone will find out!
2: We're always careful to choose people who are loners, where personality changes won't be too readily noticed, and and with the aid of a very powerful hypnotic drug, none of them ever recall having been here. Jeremy! He was your mistake. Unfortunate. You would have been better as a willing assistant. What do you mean? This machine is quite versatile, once you get the hang of it. It can pinpoint a number of parts of the brain. It can make you help us. No.
1: Sit down. This is insane. Hold her. Stay no. where you are. I'm getting out of here. No. You're not no. going no. anywhere. Don't.
2: All right, Donna. Don't you her.
1: let go of me. Put this over your oh. nose and breathe. Oh, God, no. I can't feel any.
2: <sighs> there. Good. Good. Now, Donna, let's see what we can do about getting our little lady here to be nice and cooperative. like to keep the dental work up as well. Least I can do for them. Sandra, a little suction.
3: Do you want me to turn the machine on now?
2: Yes, please. This time I'd like for you to have a try at operating it. Think you can handle it? I don't know. But you'll try, won't you? I'll try. Good. Now you've watched me do it a few times. Just do what I did. Right up through the roof of the mouth. You'll get used to the smell.
3: Right through here?
2: Let the camera guide you. Uh, that's it. No, no, a little more to the right. You'll probably miss the first few times, but that's normal. Oh, ah... Uh, that'll do it. most of his motor controls, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. It's alright, don't worry. You're bound to make a few mistakes at first. Just keep poking around and practicing until you get the feel of it. This gas is very effective. Jeremy won't feel a thing.
0: You've been listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight's tale, The Dentist, was written by Bill Gray and adapted, produced, and directed for this series by John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were Kelly Floyd as Sandra, Nathan Lowell as Dr. Stewart, John Ballantyne as Jeremy, Julie Hoverson as Evelyn, Tanya Milovich as Donna, and Jack Ward as Rogers. Music by Kevin MacLeod, John Carl Toth, and Frankham. Sound design by Summer Davidson and John Ballantyne. Additional sound provided by The Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Visit us at campfireradiotheater.podbean.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theatre.